All right, welcome back. Today we have um, some a treat or uh, more of a dessert <laughs> or a more sweet or lovely focus for uh, the continued uh, reading through commentary on Sutta Nipata, the 71 suttas uh, in five chapters. Today we're looking at number eight in the first chapter. It really means in the first section of five. Sutta eight, Karaniya Metta Sutta, the, which is translated in multiple ways as usual. Uh, normally it's translated as a discourse on loving kindness or goodwill. Metta is normally translated as loving kindness. Uh, Tanisaro has a strong argument and I think he's right that it's probably better translated as goodwill. Goodwill is, the first time I ever encountered that term was in the Alice Bailey material, Theosophy, so there is some valuable teaching in uh, Alice Bailey uh, Theosophy. Uh, the importance of goodwill, and Tanisaro translates metta as goodwill, while most people translate it as loving-kindness, you can see the multiple translations of the title, Karaniya Metta Sutta. Uh, we, the second link uh, is the translation from Piyadasi Tara. The third link I'll send you now is, uh, let me get you, is a write-up on Metta Sutta uh, from Wikipedia. Number four is translation of Metta Sutta, or it's really Karaniya Metta Sutta. Karaniya means, uh, as we see from the Wikipedia write-up, um, Karaniyam, Karaniyam, what, this is what should be done. And so it's really not <laughs> uh, appropriate to simply, you, you can say it's Buddha's words on loving-kindness or goodwill, Buddha's words on Metta. You can say it's a discourse on metta or loving kindness or goodwill, whatever, however you translate metta. But it's actually uh, the appropriate, uh, appropriate, um, appropriate loving kindness or appropriate metta or the metta that should be practiced because karaniyam is what should be done. So karaniyam metta or karaniya metta sutta the sutta on um the the goodwill or loving kindness that ought to be done that is appropriate that is right or appropriate uh, correct so okay the that link the fourth is tanasaro's translation then there's an excellent article also from tanasaro about uh, called metta means goodwill and so that's the basis of his translation of the word metta as goodwill not loving kindness and some things that I've not seen before and finally there is a link um, on another Wikipedia page and a certain portion of it the benefits of practicing metta meditation whether we call it goodwill or loving-kindness. So let's jump in. What I want to read first is um, Pia Dasi Tara's translator's introduction to his translation of Karaniya Metta Sutta. So that's what we're doing today. Karaniya Metta, whether you translate Metta as goodwill or loving-kindness or friendliness or kindness. <laughs> uh, it's the appropriate the 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 way of appropriate loving kindness or metta or goodwill and uh, piyadasitara gives the background and says or writes while the buddha was staying at savati a band of monks a group of monks having received subjects of meditation from the master proceeded to a forest to spend the rainy season which is called vasana this is three months the tree deities inhabiting this forest were worried by their arrival as they had to descend from tree abodes and dwell on the ground meaning they they couldn't be up there while the monks were walking around or sitting i guess 
they hoped, meaning the tree uh, spirits, they're, they're basically um, second-density angelics associated with uh, the plant kingdom uh, and thought forms and other entities that might be part of that, that troop. They hoped, and it's literal, not figurative, they hoped, however, the monks would leave soon, but finding that the monks would stay the Vasana period of three months harassed them in diverse ways. Hmm. During the night, with the intention of scaring them away, um, I heard firsthand from a Thai teacher uh, during a retreat uh, a number of years ago how he had been in a forest with his teacher in a small group doing a retreat, and they were also scared away by entities um, in the deep Thai forest of that time, which was probably about 40 years ago. And so it does happen. <laughs> Living under such conditions being impossible, this is the continuance of Piyadasi's um, introduction, the monks went to the Master Gautama and informed him of their difficulties. Thereon, the Buddha instructed them in Metta Sutta, Karaniya Metta, and advised their return equipped with this sutta for their protection. So this was taught to help the monks deal with the upset tree spirits of the forest where they were meditating. The monks went back to the forest and practicing the, the instruction conveyed, permeated the whole atmosphere with their radiant thoughts of metta or loving kindness. The deities so affected by this power of love or metta henceforth allowed them to meditate in peace. The discourse gets divided into two parts. The first details the standard of moral conduct required by one who wishes to attain purity and peace. The second is the method of practice of metta. So first are some standards of moral conduct or morality, some details, um, some of the fine points of morality or virtue. The second is uh, the method of technique. Now when we go to the <clears throat> other link, from Wikipedia, the first one on Metta Sutta, different than the Wikipedia link on Metta, uh, we see at the top that there really are two discourses, two suttas associated with Metta in the Pali Canon. This is the first one that we're working with, Karaniya Metta, and again, Karaniyam is uh, translated as what should be done. And so the, the goodwill or loving kindness or Metta that should be done in response to the tree spirits that were upset. And you can also see a little point there is that um, presuming that this is a, uh, you know, not a fantasy story, this is a literal uh, story of monks who really literally were bothered by upset tree spirits, um, which is very common. That does happen. There are places where humans normally don't go and some of the entities really don't like humans being there because generally human vibration is distort, dis, discordant and disturbed. So, um, so presuming that this was um, literal, which I would say it probably is, then um, it is an interesting point that those are not negative entities that were bothering the monks in this case. They were, I would assume, second density um plant kingdom devic uh, beings, non-physical, second density non-physical, or t time space, that um, were there to um, be of assistance to the growth of the plants in the deep forest. Uh, and sometimes they don't have the same kind of morality. Uh, they don't, what, what we would think as negative action, like they're spooking us and trying to get us out, Positive beings wouldn't do that. True. These are not necessarily positive or negative beings, though. Angelics don't have free will, according to the Western metaphysical understanding of the angelic kingdom, meaning they're... This is also in conformity with the Islamic understanding of um, the angels. And esoteric Christianity seems to have the same view. So the Islamic view... And the Alice Bailey theosophical view and my view is that um, there is a separate line of evolution of seven-dimensional beings who don't have free will. And that's called the angelic hierarchy. And they're made by the Logos. And I think you'll see that in the Howard Storm uh, NDE as well, where Howard Storm said, you must have made a mistake. I'm a louse. 
uh, I'm not worthy of seeing this um, stupendous creative source or Godhead. You must have made a mistake. And the entity said, we do not make mistakes. And that's absolutely the case with entities that don't have free will. <laughs> they're they're in the Tao and Tao the, so they're they're always in the in the mind of Tao or the Logos and um, fulfill their operative functions perfectly or fully. Uh, as to fallen angels, that's another story, but it does seem there's some truth to that too. <laughs> so it's all very complicated when you really want to know deeply. Um, much is to be considered, and so this Wikipedia page uh, makes the point, and that's, that'll be the the bridge, but we'll take it a little later, writing here that Tanisara Bhikkhu's translation, goodwill, for the word metta, underscores that the practice is used to develop wishes for unconditional goodwill towards the object of the wish. And um, he explains very well, but I can't do that right now. I'll do it after we read the two versions of the sutta. He explains very well why uh, loving-kindness is a little bit too emotional and too, I would say, too intimate a term for metta. Thus, he prefers the translation as goodwill. So, now, in the further down portion of the Wikipedia page, which I think, you know, I'm speaking a little fast here because there's a lot of material um, to fit into an hour. Um, it's all very nice stuff, and so we're talking about Green Ray, <laughs> right? We're talking about the Buddhist approach to Green Ray development. All right. So Wikipedia went on saying, Metta Sutta, or Karaniya Metta Sutta, contains a number of recollections or recitations that promote development of Metta through virtuous characteristics and meditation, right? So we're talking about the qualities of mind associated with Green Ray and virtue and uh, ahimsa, and love, or kindness, and then technique. The discourse identifies 15 moral qualities and conditions conducive to development of metta, meaning bases of green ray activation. These include such qualities as being non-deceptive, sincere, easy to correct, gentle, and without arrogance. Just that <laughs> is a very valuable mini-listing uh, and of course we should check ourselves uh, and consider turn the light back upon ourselves and consider to what degree are we non-deceptive sincere, easy to correct meaning willing to self-correct willing to hear I was wrong I was mistaken I did wrong wrong speech or wrong action I regret, I feel remorse I'm sorry and I will try not to do it again. And you too <laughs> are uh, not yet perfected in time and space, and we, you too have much to learn, And uh, but that may not be necessary or appropriate to say in a case where really we done wrong. Uh, this is very important. <laughs> very important. Anybody can talk about morality and ethics and the principles or the theory, but the practice usually involves finding out where we still have distortion, which is basically a green ray blockage, uh, which is generally selfishness, self-centeredness, um, emotional reactivities that we still have attachment to. Like, I sort of want to stay angry at you. I sort of want you to feel pain because you caused me pain, or you caused me pain when actually we caused us pain by the trigger of their catalyst or how they were triggered us into pain. If somebody says, you're shitty, <laughs> do they cause us pain? Well, we feel pain. Did that cause us pain? Yes and no. Yes. Um, hearing what they said is the catalyst or trigger that led us to feel pain, led us to be then feeling pain. Um, but did that cause my pain? Well, it it triggered <laughs> the pain that 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 I would normally hear, um, or that that is available in response to hearing that. But actually, I could hear it and not feel pain. I could hear you're shitty, you're a bad person, 
and not feel bad because one could know that it's totally wrong. And one could know that the person who sees us wrongly is truly distorted, and that's why they see us wrongly. And whatever affection we have for them, um, we can hold it distinct from the reality that that's a distorted mind over there that can't see us clearly. I know you don't see me clearly in some ways because of your pain or because of this or that. Meanwhile, you may see me clearly in other ways. But in some ways you don't see me, see me clearly because you don't see you clearly or you don't see others clearly or you don't want to look at something. You'd rather blame me. And that's for you misinterpreted me or said those hurtful words or said those harsh words to me. Then I felt pain. But I co-created the pain or I made the pain in relation to what you said and you said it in relation to your sincere view of me which I know is misinformed or mistaken because I know myself better than you think you know me in some way and therefore I could see then that um, this person uh, wants to hurt me because their own psychodynamics and their own lack of wounding in this particular case it's not about who they are totally. So it's all very complicated if you really want to know. This is all blue ray. Blue ray mounting upon green ray. Upon a, a real sincere, it's, it's back to sincerity. Um, sincerity in wishing to remain non-deceptive to others and non-deceived by myself. I don't want to deceive myself. And I don't want to be shallow. I want to know deep. And so I want to see deep. And so I do see deep, but sometimes I'm mistaken. And I sincerely want it, and sincerely I realize sometimes I'm mistaken. Therefore, because I don't want to deceive myself or be wrong, be mistaken, remain mistaken, I want to, be, I want to try to be easy to correct. It's difficult. <laughs> Gentle, and then without arrogance. I mean, I think when we realize how much we need to correct or rebalance or understand more deeply or harmonize or bring to love wisdom, then when we see that work to do, then it's kind of natural we could have a reduction of arrogance. You can't think you're such hot shit when you realize how much, how much um, work is left for us to do. And those that are you know, standing, uh, watching above us, um, arrogance falls away kind of naturally, yet we still have tendrils and little aspects of arrogance too. So, you know, <laughs> deep understanding is deep and complex and um, takes a lot of effort. So then goes on, in terms of meditative development, the discourse identifies an intentional wish that facilitates generating metta, and that could be may all beings be happy and safe or maybe all beings be well and happy. A means for developing meditational objects, and so there's technique, metaphor of mother's protective love for her only child. I never really sort of got into that particular read um, or that particular aspect of meta development. And meta, of course, is one of the four Brahma Viharas, you know, the first, actually. Uh, but this metaphor, mother, you know, love other beings or be in relation to other beings as a mother's a mother would love her only child. Um, for how one should cherish this meditation theme and guard it safely, the note is well made here because whoever wrote this page knows Tanisaro Bhikkhu's work and referenced it very nicely. And the little point here is this is often, and in fact, this is straight up from Tanisaro's page. This is often, indeed, almost universally misinterpreted as a prototypical metaphor for the feeling we ought to cultivate towards others, meaning, hey, <laughs> if, the, if the teaching says, uh, perform metta as a mother would love her only child, then, of course, that's what we think we're being taught to do. No? <laughs> Obviously. However, it goes on, this is not its intended meaning, so it's a little funky then as explained by Tanisara Bhikkhu in the article, Meta means goodwill, which is what we will hopefully get to later. Then finally, it's a method of radiating Metta outwards. And so this is not different than sending all beings love and light, actually. So let's jump in and um, read uh, first the Piyadasi Tara translation of Karanina Metta Sutta. 
it's in 10 verses and then we'll compare that um, to Tanisaro's translation and I'll just read it straight through one Karaniya Metasutta translation of uh, Piyadasi Tara he who is skilled in working out his own well-being and who wishes to attain that state of calm or Nibbana should act thus he should be dexterous upright exceedingly upright obedient gentle and humble contented easily supportable with but few responsibilities of simple livelihood controlled in the senses prudent courteous and not hanker after association with families meaning stuff you can get from monks doing work for families let him not perform the slightest wrong for which wise men may rebuke him let him think may all beings be happy and safe may they have happy minds whatever living beings there may be here's the method feeble or strong or the seekers and the attained long stout or of medium size short small large those seen or those unseen those dwelling far or near those who are born as well as those who yet to be born may all beings have happy minds let him not deceive another nor despise anyone anywhere in anger or ill will let him not wish another ill just as a mother would protect her only child with her life even so let one cultivate a boundless love and that's i guess the same word as metta towards all beings let him radiate boundless love towards the entire world above below and across unhindered without ill will without enmity standing sitting walking standing walking sitting or reclining as long as he is awake let him develop this mindfulness this they say is noble living here not falling into wrong views being virtuous endowed with insight lust in the senses discarded verily never again will he return to conceive in a womb <clears throat> so i freely admit that i have not achieved the uh, perfection of metta <laughs> i do periodically feel anger ill will and wish evildoers harm as heraclitus would say something um wishing wishing the oppressors uh, abundance in their punishment and well wealth and abundance in their deserved punishment heraclitus said that of a certain group who punished some philosophers so i admit that i uh, still have some um, appreciation of revenge and punishment and harsh return karmic return to those that do evil and harm to others but uh, I can learn to hopefully over time you can see how some of his translations some of the words translated here um, make are, are, are troublesome today like obedient he should act thus obedient he should be dexterous like the dexterous butcher um, of the Taoist you know Taoist Chongsu literature you mean skillful and um, have some dexterity it really means flexible and um willing to compromise <laughs> and um ad adaptable uh obedient doesn't mean submissive to authority obedient means willing to follow truth it's i think very similar to easy to correct gentle humble humble doesn't mean uh fake um lowly oh i'm stupid i'm stupid oh no i'm bad i'm not very that kind of talk is not helpful some chinese people do that some groups do that it's 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 sort of a pretense humility um humble as i said i think is realism um realistically <laughs> there are countless beings ahead of us on the path realistically we still have much seven chakra work to do whatever we're from we, even if we're from late sixth density or wherever fourth density wanders sixth density wanders uh fifth density wanders the few that might be listening i mean in general i think only wanders are listening to me at this point in the game but um we still have much to to learn 
and uh, knowing that comes a natural humility to some degree, even though sometimes we may be arrogant, and um, naturally um, right view perspective of our uh, position on the path. More and more we can say, okay, well, you know, I can do this pretty well, um, but I don't do those other things too well, or I can do those things well, or I know clearly, or I'm quite capable in those areas sometimes, but not other times. Uh, other qualities that are uh, supportive of metta are contentment, easily supportable, not demanding. <laughs> and it's very, uh, like I said, you know, it's very difficult to be very honest when we're full of desires because it's very hard to secure desires in this world being very honest. And so easily supportable means, <clears throat> I mean, it's a funny translation and we'll see in Tanasaro's version something probably better. Um... I think his translation here was, um, yeah, it was easy to support. Same. Um, not, n not demanding, grasping, um, ever wanting more of this or that. Um, happy to relax and be okay now. Happy to try to take it easy and be present or be here now. And that means accept limitations. Easily supportable means um, willing to accept limitations of fulfillment of desire. L accepting, being willing to try to accept um, various desires being unfulfilled. I mean, that's a challenge. With but few responsibilities. Mm -hmm. It is actually hard <laughs> to have a heart hard to develop a heart of universal goodwill or kindliness, peaceful, you know, goodwill, loving kindness, whatever you want to translate, they're all associated qualities, um, when one is burdened down with heavy responsibilities. So that's not the same as being demanding, um, but being demanded of. <laughs> Having fashioned a life or finding ourselves in a life where we have very little free time where we have much obligation, endless obligation. And so the Buddhist view is not the same, you know, the Theravadan view here, and you'll see it very deeply from Tanisaro's perspective in the essay, Metta Means Goodwill. The Theravadan view is not um, super bodhisattva. It's not super duper love over wisdom, martyrdom, or service first. So Ra's term service to other as a phrase indicating positive path of polarity or development, the path of love and unity, right? Development of seven rays in balance completely rather than the left-hand path. Calling it the service to others, or I say service to all path, um, is very not uh, Theravadan Buddhist. And the Theravadan approach here is... Uh, <laughs> Is is uh, is modified George Clinton modified good thoughts bad thoughts P funk parla Parliament funkadelic as I spoke recently uh, save your save your free your mind their asses will save themselves <laughs> save your mind free your mind their asses will follow when they're ready meaning others will save themselves in time and and we don't actually we're not on the hook for their soul evolution. We're on the hook for our own only, meaning our true responsibility obligation is uh, free your mind or develop the seven rays fully. Um, Ross said the purpose of incarnation in all dimensions, particularly three through six, is evolution of mind-body-spirit. And third density is the purpose of 3D is to learn the ways of love. And so that means that the first learning in this dimension continually is the is the hinge or the pivot accept or reject accept is love reject is control or heart chakra blockage lower triad blockage uh, depolarization on the positive path non-advancement so accept or reject is the first test Nityananda said all each moment is a test every moment is a test the first test is does it is heart open or closed heart open or heart closed 
and if it's open, is the gate open? Is the gate closed? Um, the the gate, the the green rag gate, open closed. And this sutta obviously is um, centered on the activation of a green ray. Uh, the gate must be open for that. Uh, the more the gate is open, the more green ray grows. Um, the development of love and the capacity to accept unconditionally, which is non-control, non-manipulation, non-avoidance, non-suppression, which really means a willingness to think and feel naturally uh, or allow spontaneous, sincere, non-suppressed thought and feeling, which generally is it means feeling, uh, the, the challenge, of course, is feeling and thinking what we don't want to feel and think, which is generally some deri- you know, something to do with the three poisons, uh, grasping, aversion, ignorance, meaning my, desire, my desires, my jealousy, my envy, my, my self-pity, my discouragement, my anger, my frustration, my impatience, health, hatred, loathing, vengefulness, whatever it may be irritation, pettiness, criticalness, judgmentalism of self and other, and then fear and uh, cowardice and uh, doubt and confusions and scattered mind and then the reality of, um, you know, our beliefs, distorted core beliefs of self and world and, and relationship. All that stuff is painful to accept, to admit, to know and think and feel um, and that's the gate that's the that's the challenge of the test that's the chest that's the gate opening the heart gate open test uh, of the moment is uh, to think and feel and see deeper and to know and admit what's painful uh, and it's hard to do that when we're burdened down with responsibilities in life so of simple livelihood controlled in the senses is restraint prudent, courteous, not hankering after association with families. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, the, the correlation, the connection here is um, the more one has desires, meaning discontent, and hard to please, not easily supportable, demanding discontent, burdened with obligations and responsibilities, complicated in having a life, uncontrolled with our desires and our um, speech and behavior, uh, rough and seeking for more gain, the the more blocked in green ray one would be. Uh, and so consider the opposites of these, the antonyms, and those are qualities associated with heart chakra blockage, associated with lower triad blockage associated with the maintenance of old wounding, associated with uh, avoidance of deep self-healing, associated with uh, attachment to three poisons derivatives, like various forms of desire and pity and grief and sorrow, and anger, frustration, irritation, irritability, impatience, hot-temperedness, frustrations of various sort, and, uh, and foggy minds and distracted mind and fear and um, dullness and all sorts of things like that. So those three poisons are up um, and heart chakra activation is down when the gate is down and the basic mind is discontent and ambitious uh, for gain. And when that's the case, one doesn't really have this sense, may all beings be happy, safe, may they have happy minds. May they be well and happy. One doesn't really have that. <clears throat> Let me jump over to Tanisaro's translation, which is, I think, actually excellent or better. Uh, I, it does seem, as an aside, that the best translations of the Pali Canon that I've seen here are from Tanisaro Bhikkhu. So it's to his great credit, I think. So let me read Karaniya Metasutta from Tanisaro, who labeled it, on goodwill. This is to be done by one skilled in aims who wants to break through to the state of peace, Nibbana. Be capable 
upright and straightforward, easy to instruct, gentle, not conceited, content and easy to support, with few duties, living lightly, with peaceful faculties, masterful, modest, and no greed for supporters. Do not do the slightest thing that the wise would later censure. Think, happy, at rest, may all beings be happy at heart. <clears throat> whatever beings there may be, whatever beings there may be, weak or strong, without exception, long, long, large, middling, short, subtle, blatant, seen and unseen, near and far, born and seeking birth, may all beings be happy at heart. Let no one deceive another or despise anyone anywhere or through anger or irritation wish for another to suffer. As a mother would risk her life to protect her child, her only child, even so should one cultivate a limitless heart with regard to all beings. With good will for the entire cosmos, cultivate a limitless heart. Above, below, and all around, unobstructed, without enmity or hate, whether standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, as long as one is alert, one should be resolved on this mindfulness. This is called a sublime abiding here and now. That's a Brahma Vihara. Not taken with views, but virtuous and consummate in vision, having subdued desire for sensual pleasures, one never again will lie in the womb. One will never be reborn. Um, all sorts of interesting points here. So, the first portion is, um, as said, um, the foundational qualities of mind and attitude, behavior, uh, perspective, and 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 uh, character qualities of character that support the development of metta and goodwill loving kindness green ray um, by one who is skilled in aims <laughs> one who's skilled these are skillful the, 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 this is the um, Buddhist reformulation or reframing of the basis the value the nature of the value of morality. It's not because God will love you if you're moral and God will hate you if you're not. And although, yes, good seeds make good fruit, bad seeds make bad fruit, or as George Clinton would say, bad, bad thoughts rot your meat. Um, bad, you know, that which is of uh, control and domination and hate and greed and um, himsa harm harms us too that that's true isn't even um the deepest level i mean you can say that that's i mean to me that there's really nothing wrong with that people say well i'm, I'm not doing this good thing because i want reward i'm not doing this good thing because i'll get something back well there's nothing wrong with that reality and, and gotama actually did speak to that that even though <laughs> you don't want to be selfish and do virtue to get good, you will get good. And you still ought to do good, even though you're going to get good. And you think you don't want to be selfish to do good to get good or have benefits coming uh, on the karmic return. And you don't want to do that, but you should do it good anyway. <laughs> it's a little lame. I mean, there's nothing wrong with good benefit coming back. There's nothing wrong with wanting good benefit coming back. And that's the basis of morality to some degree. That's one of the bases, the true philosophical bases of the value of morality or harmlessness is that it helps us in the long run. It, it hurt them, hurt me. Uh, good action has good fruit on you and me, for you and me. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then the question is, what are you going to do with it? And can you handle the complexity of what happens when you have abundance materially? And that's a challenge too. And so, <clears throat> um, this is about skill. <clears throat> skill is about knowing how to get what 
you want, <clears throat> but knowing what you really need, knowing the difference between what I want and what I need, what I want as a person, what I need as a soul, what's needed as a soul to continue evolving or seven chakra development uh, is not always the same as what I want as a person. And there may be no problem with what you want as a person, um, other than that it leads to a more limited uh, positive consequence. Meanwhile, what we want, <clears throat> what the soul wants, is is evolution. What the soul wants, what higher self wants, is continued development. Ra said about the Creator, the original desires that entities seek and become one. That's why we're here, <laughs> to keep evolving, which is a seeking um, that leads to uh, return in full manifestation and awareness to the reality of unity, which has never been lost, but <clears throat> uh, we um, are not fully perfected in it yet, either. So, <clears throat> uh, this the value of metta is not, in the Buddhist perspective, not... not um, to be on God's good grace, or to be in God's good graces, or because uh, the Lord hates evil. It's not that case at all. God doesn't hate anything. It's not humans conceive of hate. But uh, skill is um, knowing how to knowing how to live, how to develop mind, <clears throat> so as to uh, receive and experience um, consequences that are supportive of my long-term welfare and benefit. And that um, is also beneficial, just happens to be beneficial to other as well. <clears throat> and so this leads to uh, breaking through to the state of peace, Nibban, as breaking through to Nirvana. Breaking through to Nirvana could be understood as uh, breaking through from lower triad blockage, sub-diaphragmatic three chakras blockage as a mind-body-identified human, to transpersonality of love, wisdom, four, five, breaking through to six, seven, spirit complex. So breaking, breaking out of the distorted <clears throat> uh, way of living and sense of self and uh, chakra non-development, of uh, living as a mind-body human to spiritualizing my body and breaking through energetically from green to indigo violet <clears throat> breaking through making the clearing the channel from four to seven from fourth ray to seventh ray that can be done only by um uh very attentive mindfulness to keep the gate, the green ray gate open, to keep accepting. But that doesn't mean surrendering to evil or harm being done to us. <clears throat> it means first be honest uh, with personal experience. <laughs> if you feel angry, feel angry. If you feel, you know, just not saying what you say, it's what we speak and what we do is a separate matter. But the first opening of the gate is honesty in feeling um, pain, generally painful react reactions, <clears throat> feeling emotional charge uh, of some sort of disappointment or hurt or anger, or frustration, irritation, fear or doubt or confusion, uh, being willing to accept that first and then look into it with understanding. And so that's accept yourself, know yourself, and then move to be the creator, become the creator, or remember you, your true nature. Um, these qualities <clears throat> of character uh, are the means by which one keeps the gate open and develops metta, goodwill, loving kindness, green ray love, um, uh, heartful uh, receptivity, and therefore the basis of wisdom. Uh, upright, straightforward, easy to instruct, right? Easy to, um, willing to listen, being quiet, be quiet sometimes and listen. Not conceited, 
um, also a challenge um, where when a lot of other people think they know more than we do or they think they know maximally and we can see they don't. Um, one can see simply that that person uh, overestimates their maturity, their wisdom, their understanding. And such and so it is, and so it is. And they think we don't know, perhaps, in certain case, and they mistakenly believe themselves to know deeply when we can see or we believe we're seeing they don't. Okay. You know, <laughs> one does not have to be upset about that either. I mean, and though I don't have to be upset, if, in if indeed I get upset, I accept that. And don't uh, put a head on my head or distort my distortion. Um, accept my distortion. Accept my painful, distorted reactivity. And yet, see the truth. The truth may well be seen uh, and then uh, covered over with or infused by distorted emotional reaction. Emotional charge, distorted reaction of anger or sorrow or grief or fear or this or that uh, cloud may cloud the reality that actually we see something clearly. We see the other or self or a situation clearly in some cases uh, and don't necessarily realize that in some cases when we're caught up with rejecting our distorted emotional reaction. I got angry, I got upset, I'm judgmental or I thought I'm most judgmental because I looked at him or her and I thought, what a liar, <laughs> or what a fraud, or what a foolish fellow or gal. And then I thought, oh, I hate myself, I'm so judgmental, I'm so critical, I shouldn't be that way, everybody's good, may all beings be loving, happy. And, and that's just a way of suppressing the reality that we had a distorted emotional reaction, yet will you see the truth, yet we may well be seeing the truth, that... That person is arrogant and self-centered and thinks they're greater development than they are. Or they're looking down on us. So, <laughs> don't put yourself down. Um, open, open to the pain of distorted emotional reaction. Feel it. And then look into it. But keep seeing, you know, pray for discernment. Keep seeking to see clearly. And, and the reality may be that, that you are seeing clearly... It's just that you're feeling a distorted reaction to that because you haven't been able to accept the ramifications of the seeing clearly deeply. <clears throat> There's a deeper level unwillingness to accept the changed worldview that it may well be that most people that think they know much know very little. And in some cases, we know much more than some people. In some area, yeah. We know much more than some people, or than nearly everyone. How about that? You know nearly more than ever. You know more than nearly everyone in the entire world about certain things. That may be the case. Check it out for yourself. But that's no basis for <clears throat> arrogance. Arrogance is another fault. We don't want to fall into arrogance because, again, there are countless beings beyond us, and we have endless work to do. And um, you know. The, mm, we may have a craving for non-becoming or a craving to extinguish but actually extinguishing never happens <laughs> life goes on in 8th density and the work is endless but it's you know effortless effort so <clears throat> what I mean is <laughs> uh, the path goes on long long ahead and there's no path. And you may know some things that 99.99% of the people in this world don't know. And you may feel arrogant or proud or conceited based on it. But when you pass away or pass over, pass, allow to pass away that uh, upset that you're feeling conceited or arrogant or it's distortion you'll still be left with the truth that you may well know more in some ways than 99% of the people in this world. And that's interesting. And that doesn't mean we're perfected. It just means there's some profound ignorance on certain topics of people in this world. Uh, all right. <laughs> so don't put yourself down. You know, don't, don't, don't hate self, don't hate other. But when distorted stuff comes up or when stuff comes up don't kill it first uh, open heart you know 
the 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 first testing is the the gateway the green the green gate open the green gate um and that's the way to being able to dwell in in metta so again few duties living lightly <laughs> it's hard to have many duties and live heavily with complexity and keep a heart open and that's just a very interesting point not to be forgotten uh <clears throat> some people say well you can do everything you can do anything you can be Zor Zorba the Buddha. Osho told me that. And so, okay, I'll be sensual, lusty, and also a Buddha. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> Sorry, cannot be. Likewise, it's really quite a challenge to have great duties, living heavily, uh, and um, walk around in universal goodwill, loving kindness. That's interesting. And so you can say, well, the Bodhisattva can do it, and he wants to be reborn here, and take on all the burdens of the whole world, and live heavily, and thickly interwoven with others in society, and be of universal benevolence, and metta, karuna. <laughs> um, that's great. Good luck. <laughs> uh, the Theravadan says, um, maybe you should try a different way. And you'll see that if we ever get to Tanisaro's essay. In fact, that's probably what we'll do. Well, this will be a two-week um, uh, focus on uh, the Karaniya Metta Sutta. <clears throat> this week I'm going to focus on the Sutta. Next week I'm going to focus on Tanisaro's essay, Metta Means Goodwill, and a little bit more about Metta itself. So um, it's just an important reflection and a very subtle point that these qualities of mind, of character, uh, as bases of metta include ways of living, not just qualities of mind, but aspects of lifestyle that are particularly renunciate and um, simplified, um, yogic, monkish, um, hermetic, anchoritic and um, willing to be outside, you know, willing to um, uh, live with minor, with very minor entanglement or minor engagement in society. Um, radically diminished social engagement. Radically diminished social engagement is another way of talking about renunciation or living lightly with few duties um it's it's uh, kind of an important matter <laughs> and um let me just see something i want to go back to piadasi's write up uh he just said um simple lifestyle simple livelihood simple livelihood few responsibilities, easily supportable, supportable, and few duties, living lightly. This is just an interesting thing, that it is very hard to walk in the heart-mind of metta, or any of the four Brahma-Baharas, as a consistent way of living. <laughs> yeah? To live with the gate open, to take, take the gate off. There's no more gate, it's just an open space from yellow to green, from body-mind to spirit, from 3D space-time to uh, heart-mind, uh, time-space, um, soul, that, that whose gateway is um, through the diaphragm to the heart, the physical heart, the fourth ray, fourth chakra. To live with that, uh, the door ripped off and the heart fully open or fully uh, available or seeking to be always present. That doesn't mean loving. It doesn't, it, you know, love is not sentiment. It's not emotion. It's actually not preference even. It's acceptance. And that's a, that's a very, that's exactly why Tanisaro is right where metta really should be goodwill more than loving kindness. In some cases it does come out as loving kindness and he says that in the essay which we'll look at more next week but um, that term goodwill is a bit cooler 
and um, that's useful. <laughs> Even though I, it looks like actually, um, uh, let me just see. Yeah, actually, interestingly, it doesn't seem that. Um, he actually didn't use the word love. Hey, hey. And so, while uh, Tanisaro, I mean, uh, Piyadasi, uh, yeah, I don't see it either there. That's interesting. So, is it love, <laughs> or is it uh, a bit cooler and more detached than that? Uh, I would say it it's to say that it's love unfortunately gives a lot of confusion and so but you know um, there are cases where green ray um, comes out as deep feeling is deeply feeling full and that's akin to that that is suggested by the word love or loving kindness so in terms of the practice, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> let me go in. Uh, basically, it's a way ways uh, a, a way of phrasing the visualization and the um, heart or green ray radiation practice. <clears throat> this is not this may not not really different than sending. Uh, sending the world love and light and it may feel right to use these words it may feel right for a person to use other words that you fashion by yourself which I think is useful it may feel right to not use any words at all it may feel right to use words and then not use words and then use words again in the performance of this meditation or practice. <clears throat> and so, I mean, in the four Brahma Viharas, uh, I've formulated for myself, when I use words or when I do the whole thing, I would say, may all beings be well and happy, which is metta. May all beings be free of pain, which is karuna, compassion. May all beings rejoice together, which is um, mudita, sometimes called sympathetic joy. May all beings live in peace, which is upekka or equanimity. So, may all beings be well and happy. May all beings be free of pain. May all beings rejoice together. May all beings live in peace. Uh, as the four Brahma Viharas, as my rendering in words that I might use sometimes. So, <clears throat> it's good to have your own or good to use those that you like it's fine to drop the words, just like it's fine to drop the counting of breath when it feels tiresome, or uh, a long mantra goes to a short mantra, or a short mantra goes to no mantra, uh, as a meditation object or concentration or practice, depending on the condition. And then there are those that say, don't ever change your practice, and then those that say, uh, take a few practices and um, work with them. I mean, I'm not a Buddha, right? So <laughs> I'm not qualified to lead someone to the end of the path because I haven't gone there yet. But um, <clears throat> there are different ways of doing the Brahma-Vihara type meditation or a metta-based meditation. And um, next time, uh, the next time we're going to go into the um, write-up from Tanasara where metta means goodwill and he explains that and uh, what you'll also see on that page is uh, other forms <clears throat> maybe I'll just read this out now another form of a protective chant down the page you'll see the Buddha taught the monks a protective chant for expressing metta not only for snakes but also for all beings I had talked about this when I talked about Brahma Viharas before that it seems that the four Brahma Vihara teaching was given in response to the monks coming to Gautama because uh, uh, another monk was bitten by a snake and died. And Gautama said something like, well, 
if he had done this practice, he wouldn't that wouldn't have happened. And uh, Tanisaro writes it um, as finally there's a passage where the Buddha taught the monks a chant or a prayer for spreading goodwill or metta to all snakes and creeping things. The story goes that a monk meditating in a forest was bitten by a snake and died. The monks reported this to the Buddha and he replied that if the monk had spread goodwill or metta to all four great families of snakes, the snake wouldn't have bitten them. Then the Buddha uh, taught the monks a protective chant for expressing metta not only for snakes but also for all beings. <clears throat> and um, basically this is <laughs> very detailed and I think this will be where we end for today uh, knowing that next week we're going to read this whole page and wrap it back to the translations of uh, Karaniya Metta Sutta and uh, concluding remarks on Metta or Green Ray from the Buddhist perspective so this prayer or meditative technique here is I have goodwill for footless beings goodwill for two-footed beings goodwill for four-footed beings goodwill for many-footed beings may footless beings do me no harm may two-footed beings do me no harm may four-footed beings do me no harm may many-footed beings do me no harm may all creatures all breathing things, all beings, each and every one, meet with good fortune. May none of them come to any evil. Limitless is the Buddha, limitless the Dhamma, limitless the Sangha. There is a limit to creeping things. Snakes, scorpions, centipedes, spiders, lizards, and rats. I have made this safeguard, I have made this protection. May the beings depart. <clears throat> and so it's not, and Tanisora will talk about that extensively in this article, um, which is that <laughs> the happiest policy for all concerned is often to live harmlessly apart. And so Buddha's not saying you should love everybody and feel lovey-dovey. This is not lovey-dovey at all, or sentimental, saccharine, um, bleeding heart liberal, or some kind of... Um, sing kumbaya as they say meaning this is not um sentimentalist uh teaching sentimentalist encouraging um heart heart chakra or love compassion uh, instruction there is a view here that uh, i can wish all beings well and i do wish them well like that i mean i i'd rather have all beings in wellness than in pain and um, we shouldn't all be living together. We can live here and you can live there. And it ain't my work to save them, actually. It's, it's part of my path to wish them all well and to be free of ill will and revenge thoughts and anger and frustration and all that. It's my work to be free of all that, but it's not my work to live with everybody and uh, cater to their feelings and needs uh, you can do what you want but that the Buddhist perspective is certainly um, not a bodhisattva <laughs> of Mahayana tradition and their views about um, surrendering your life to all beings and things like that it's a different approach and next time we'll look into it so um, I hope it's been useful and we'll end the discussion for today here in the middle with an understanding that the Theravadan Buddhist Pali Canon approach from Gautama himself um, is distinct from the Mahayana later development of the Bodhisattva ideal. And that means that uh, the understanding of Green Ray development and usage and application the development of love, what we call love or metta, goodwill, loving kindness, and all the qualities of heartfulness or, or uh, feelingfulness, care, feelingfulness and of care for all. Uh, 
is quite distinct in Theravada than in Mahayana, meaning early Buddhism here, than later Buddhism with the Bodhisattva ideal. And um, it's important perspective. And um, well, next week we're going to go into this uh, essay from top to top to bottom. Meta means goodwill, written in 2011. So I hope this has been useful. Uh, it's certainly very interesting material. Uh, may you be well and happy too. <laughs> and um, I appreciate the opportunity uh, for us to learn together. So take good care of yourselves and see you next week. Good night.